Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising. Jeff Bell's off today. It is a pivotal midterm election year, but how free and safe are American elections these days? And how much confidence can we have that voters will have equal access to the ballot box in every state? A new study finds that access to easy registration, early voting and the ability to vote without interference and legislative roadblocks on Election Day itself depends mightily on where you live. How does California rank and where are the challenges to voter enfranchisement the greatest? Well, for more on this, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Diana Phillip with the Democracy Initiative Education Fund. She is one of the principal authors of this report, which is called Storming State Capitals. Thank you so much for being with us. And let's begin with California. How did we fare in your study on, on ease and security of voting? California did very well, actually. It ended up being the fourth highest among all 50 states and the District of Columbia. So what has California done well? What has it done to facilitate and streamline voting? So in doing this study, we looked at certain aspects of the election process because it's not just one. You know, it's not just one law that can upset everything. It's a series of laws and series of litigation that can undermine and change and confuse voters' understanding about voting. And California has been really consistent about offering very, you know, very clean access to voter registration, the automatic online same day. Um, there's no photo ID to vote for voter identification. It's good early in-person voting. There's um, now you've codified vote at home since uh, this year and making vote-by-home provisions that during the pandemic all of us learned was a great way to get more voters to come out and be able to use their Democratic voices. California has um, a really great uh, logistical barriers. You've been able to offer assistance to folks with disabilities, with language challenges. You've advanced the voting rights of the Native Americans and college students. You had a good racial poll workers to your polling sites. You made good investments in your 2020 elections to improve processes while being cost effective. Those are the kinds of things that we looked at. And um, yeah, you guys got a great rating. So California ranks fourth out of 51. Uh, the state has been moving in this direction for a while. I mean, starting with motor voter and working towards the recent laws to make it, you know, almost universal voting as much as you can. Of course, the California stands accused of facilitating voter fraud. The Republicans say, oh, you know, there's too much fraud in California. How confident should Californians feel that all these measures put in place actually are, are working and that it's a fairly honest and, and fair election in this state? We found that your processes were very secure. Your equipment, your security, and your auditing, your confidence level should be high. 
The state uses traditional risk-limiting audit methods to double-check for machine recording errors, including before election certification and during the statutorily required post-election administrative audits. You guys are doing great. So if California is at the, among the top uh, of the list, uh, who is at the bottom of the list? Which states uh, is voting most difficult? Mississippi, Arkansas, Missouri were the bottom three. And what did they, do they have anything in common? Yeah, um, voter registration was something that wasn't accessible. Um, I believe that, I'm trying to remember and talking about those guys, um, you know, not online, not same day, not automatic, no early voting. And if there is any kind of vote by mail, it's excused only absentee, meaning you need to have an excuse. You have to apply for a ballot for it to come to you in order for you to participate and to vote that way. There were concerns at polling sites about voter intimidation. There was um, concerns that people felt that they weren't safe. So there was all sorts of things that were happening, and even logistics of long voting lines and equipment that wasn't working, too few poll workers at the polling sites, that ballots were being mishandled. Those are the kinds of things that were reported by voters. And in doing the assessment of what it was like in 2020, And with laws that are now being passed to make it more difficult for voting, we just thought that probably those are lower confidence levels for voters in those states. Now, the Democrats say that's all about voter suppression, which the Republicans deny. They say they're just trying to make sure that only people who are supposed to vote do vote. How concerned are you that all those new laws passed by Republican legislatures could have a real impact uh, in this November, maybe on the outcome of those elections? We do have a great concern about that. Voters uh, are going to be challenged and they're going to be confused. This is going to be a different experience in 2020 because we had made it really easy for people to participate, which is exactly what we should be doing in this country. There are states that have passed laws that creating barriers that that really shouldn't be there. And so the way that people vote in 2020 is just going to be very different. Our concern is that Voters might get disillusioned. They might, um, the ones that feel, have been feeling, and rightfully so, marginalized and disenfranchised, may think that, uh, you know, I'm not going to go to the polling site if it's not safe. I'm not going to submit my ballot if it's not going to count. And unfortunately, those are the same voices of, of communities that need better representation, communities of color, seniors, youth, people with disabilities, LGBTQ community. And so, yes, there's a great concern about Laws are being passed in order to safeguard and make sure that the elections aren't stolen are actually uh, turning into a situation where their own voters that they think that they're representing may not be able to vote. Is there a long-term fix for this? Well, we were very hopeful about the John Lewis Voting Rights Act in January because it was going to provide standardization that no matter what your zip code was, you'll be able to vote. And there would be a degree of predictability about how that would happen and a degree of security and confidence that your vote would count. But in January, unfortunately, the U.S. Senate was caught up in the abuse of the filibuster and it didn't go anywhere. And now we find ourselves trying to do as much voter education across the United States so that people understand what the experience could be at the polling site, what it could be submitting your ballot by mail or absentee. And that's why it's so important for people to look at others and see what it is that they need, what kind of challenges they might experience, provide them the information for trying to get more people to sign up to be volunteers to counter disinformation that is happening online, and also to volunteer to be poll workers.
All right. Thank you so much, Diana Phillip with the Democracy Initiative Education Fund, one of the uh, principal authors of Storming State Capitals, California ranking very high, number four out of 51. Uh, but a lot of states, some real challenges probably uh, this fall in, in going to the polls and casting those ballots. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 